Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Christmas one's in there, I think. Amazing. So, um, yeah, All that's right. that's not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about Boy Meets World. Oof. But oh, only sometimes. What's it been, like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. already? Damn it. Oh, God, it's been 18. Whoa! Yeah. Shit, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hey, it's the Feeney Call. Yes, welcome, it welcome. Is. <laughs> yeah, this is season six, episode 18. Can I help to cheer you? I don't get it. I don't either. I do not. We don't get the name. No. I thought about this one too. I was like, can I help to cheer? What the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. And here? my like trivia or fun fact for the day is this is, of course, the last time we see Tommy in this series, okay. but, and this is a spoiler alert, so if you don't want to know turn it off or skip spoiler for a single episode of girl meets world he comes back again and it is season two episode nine now how old is he supposed to be when he returns there uh i think college age is he i think so because like he's six probably yeah just about yeah and then when did that episode of Girl Meets World came out? Probably in like 2014 or 15. Yeah, probably. And so it's been, yeah, so he's like in his early 20s, mm-hmm. probably. I think it's set, I think that's the reason that he's in New York is because he's, he's in studying college in yeah, New York? at okay. like NYU or something. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you might be I right. I could be wrong, though, Not, I, I will say. didn't rewatch it to no, prep for this. Absolutely. So, um, no, but yes, maybe this I is not the last time we see Tommy. It's not. He looked. So different, I didn't recognize him. No, you When he stood up and started yeah. talking and yeah. he said, he the big confessed reveal. that he was Tommy. Uh-huh. I was like, I, my jaw was on the floor. Yeah, you know what's that funny? That was good. Um, it was too. the best thing that show did. <laughs> it's, it's so, uh, it reminds me so much of like high school speech and debate competitions mm-hmm. where you go into a speaking event competition that's like, you know, a, a persuasive speech or an argument or speech or whatever. And or whatever the fuck it is, you know, some sort of speaking event where someone's giving a speech about, uh, I don't know, let's let's put it as like a fucking like a right to life speech, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. And they give this whole story about this woman who had a, all the doctors told her that the baby was unviable and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all these like details of the story. And then they end it with and that baby was me. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> or, or like a speech about like education and like this whole thing about like this story about a kid who was never going to learn to read or write and it overcomes all that yes. and ends it with, oh. and that child was, was me. me. Thank you for your time. <laughs> it's exactly how I feel that oh, Tommy reveal yes. is later. Amazing. <laughs> about like Eric has a heart of gold and he helped this boy and that boy was is me. me. <laughs> It's exactly how it feels. Anyone I that, love that anyone that competed in like high school forensics or speech and debate is gonna know exactly the kind of yep. like debate fucker I'm talking about right now. I didn't even compete yeah. or do speech at all, but I still know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Jesus, it's so funny. <laughs> anyway, that's how I feel about Tommy's reveal. It's a it's a speech and debate speech. event. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So don't get the title. No, I don't understand. No, that. I don't either. And there was no indicator on the internet for nope. it, so I'm, I'm sorry I can't help more your turn for the recap yep it is ha ha okay. ha 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 alrighty let's go oh that's not how I get to my timer there we go I feel like an old person alright 
Eric and Tommy are hanging, and Tommy emotionally manipulates Eric and is like, are you going to adopt me or what? And Eric's like, oh, Jesus, I don't know what to do with that. And then Tommy's like, I want to be adopted. And Eric's like, no. But then they're like, California is going to take Tommy. And Eric's like, I want to take Tommy. And Eric's like, score, I'm going with Eric. And then Eric's like, ooh, whoops, I'm making a mistake here. That California family is definitely going to give you a better life than I can. And so he like tells him, go on, get out of here. I don't want you. And they fight or whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Corey, Sean, Topanga, and Angela go and like crash a wedding to like view it. And Corey gets offered money. I and mean, that's my time. <laughs> <laughs> A very fun B-plot um, to go with a very sad A-plot. Dude, I can't believe that these two go together. They're in the same episode, right? Yes. And I forget. I, obviously, I remember the serious Eric moments. What a fluff B-plot to go with yeah. such a heavy-ass A-plot. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't realize until it started that we had I this together. Love, <laughs> I just love Sean and Corey's dynamic during the B-plot. I love the B-plot's a blast. I love is. Stan. I love, I love Stan's Stan. energy. The man is a great actor. He is crushing this persona of like, <laughs> but what I love too is it's a very specific rich person. It is not, <laughs> it is not aristocratic, Mm-mm. like wealthy tycoon of industry. Like none of us It is like rich yeah. blue collar. I started a plumbing business and became a, became a fucking mm-hmm. tycoon. like tycoon of a service workman's industry. Which I think, like, it's a different kind of rich yes. than, like, born into the Rockefellers. Yep. Like, it's a, they are decidedly different vibes. And the fact that this man is like, I'm rich and I work hard and I get whatever the fuck I want. Kind of yep. like, it's a different thing. Like, and I don't know, it's not that I get whatever the fuck I want, I guess. that's That comes with the Rockefeller rich, too. But, like, the fact that it's, like, I earn my respect kind of rich versus I'm yep. born into respect yes. kind of rich. There's a difference and I yeah. love it. And the way this man is just like snappy and zippy and a go-getter, mm-hmm. hilarious. Yep. Crushes it. My favorite depiction of rich people. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite depiction of rich people. Because you know what? Stan worked, all right? Mm-hmm. He started a fucking plumbing industry. From nothing. From nothing. I don't know. We don't, <laughs> we don't actually. We, don't, we have no we idea. We are wildly speculating. Might, uh, might have gotten a cool million dollars from his parents <laughs> or something to start his business. Who knows? You know um, what? That's fine. We but, didn't take that in the journalistic integrity of, but the of man, giving Stan a backstory. Right. The man is clearly a multimillionaire. Yep. And based on a... Uh, a very uh, blue collar uh, empire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yes. good for him. I agree. Yeah. Honestly, I might have taken the money. <laughs> I, well, I want to, let's talk about that in a minute. Okay, yeah, great. I'm curious, all right? Um, all right, but first, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that even though I just said I would take the money, <laughs> don't sacrifice the right thing for the instant gratification that will ultimately lead to heartache, even if it's really, really hard to do. Which can apply to both. Yeah, Both's. exactly. Yeah. That's kind of why I chose yeah. it. Cause I was like, this feels very, uh, it feels the same <laughs> for both. No, I'm, I'm with you. Eric I agree. He wants Tommy. He wants him to stay. He right. wants to, he wants to do the whole dad thing i don't he doesn't understand the implications of that but he thinks he wants to do that and then when he sees the life that tommy could have if he didn't take him if he wasn't selfish about it then you know he could go have a sister and a dog and a house with a pool in california and it was really hard for him and same thing with Corey. i mean i I, two million (laughs) but yeah that's so 
I think it's a great lesson. I think, yeah, decidedly listening, you know, um, it is hard to ignore the thing that feels good right in front of you for, uh, for the thing that is better for, for someone else sometimes, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, doing, the, doing the hard thing. Yeah. Cause that's the right thing. It's a Dear Evan Hansen reference nice. for all those speech and debate kids out there that are still high on Ben Platt, even though I think we're all done. I think we're done. I think we're, I think we lost it. It didn't last very long. I, no, it was, a, it was a quick up and down and I was there. I was there. I was on it. I rode that ride. I saw him live at the Chicago Theater, and it was a great concert. And he came back down real fast mm-hmm. with that movie. So yeah, 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 yeah. But in many ways, yeah. Sometimes the right thing's hard, you know. But um, I think everyone makes the rightish choice here. The rightest choice. Rightish, actually, oh, right-ish. not rightist. Rightish, because maybe take the money. I'm fucking saying it. <laughs> Take the money. So have you? And then both of you can like have your side pieces uh-huh. or the pieces that you really like. Uh-huh. But like, take the money, so, dude. So let's. Have you seen the? Uh, it's it's the Jason Sudeikis episode of SNL. I haven't. Oh damn it! You have to watch the the re- the one that he hosted mm-hmm. this year this season. So there's this sketch. It's like the last sketch. <laughs> and it's Sudeikis and. Uh, um, um, shit. I love that guy. Cecily Strong. Oh, <laughs> Damn I love it. that girl. <laughs> it's Sudeikis and Cecily Strong and Keenan. And nice. basically Sudeikis and Cecily are like married. They're a mm-hmm. couple and they're like at a hotel bar. And Keenan walks up and is very like a mustache twirly rich man. And he's like, hello, I was admiring your wife from across the bar. I am very wealthy and I have a business proposition for you. And Jason's like, whoa, man, what the fuck are you like? What's going on here? And he's like a million dollars for a night with your wife. And Jason's like, hey, what, what's the matter with this? And like, hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> a million dollars. And Jason's like. Oh, okay. So let's really talk about this. Here. I'm like, because like, I didn't. Because if you're, I was your, fighting for you. But if you're yeah. kind of on board with this, then like, yeah, then let's like, talk it out. Let's yeah, kind of make it work. Him. And it's this really stupid sketch, That's though, so where funny. like they come around on it and they like agree, and then Keenan's like five thousand dollars for a night with your wife, and Jason's like, well, you said a million a yeah. minute ago. What's the deal? We're not, we're not gonna do it for five thousand. He's like two million dollars. It's like, well, okay, fine. <laughs> they like go back and forth on it for a long time. Uh, it's really, I and mean, like he just keeps changing the number every time. <laughs> It's really funny. Um, and so what I love about that sketch, though, is like, yeah, I think if Sarah and I were sitting in a hotel bar and someone approached with a briefcase full of $100 bills and was like, a million dollars for a night with one of you, I think the two of us would look at each other and be like, make it two, we'll both be in. <laughs> yeah, like, for two, let's you know, open the door. For, for one, yeah. 1.5, you get both. Like, exactly. You know? like, <laughs> we'll cut you a deal, not even two. Right, 1. right. We'll make it a million each. We'll try to give you a bargain. <laughs> Uh, I, we could be bought. Okay. Like, I can be bought. Yeah. For sure you know, that is, I think the two of us for sure would be like, yeah, we're, we're going to do this. Right. This is, right? this is yeah. legit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, no, I like, need to see the money. Need some assurances. Of yes. Course. Yeah. Yes, I need yes, to, yes. I need to see the money. Yep. Um, I need, I need to verify the funds, mm-hmm. but yeah. And I, I think from then on we'd be like in business. Yeah. Um, and so when it comes yeah. to this, like million dollars to marry my daughter, I think I would go and say like, 
this man's gonna give me a million dollars if i marry his daughter and he has made it clear that he does not care if i continue to have another relationship while i do so yeah so i think we need to make this happen (laughs) it would be way different if he was like and then if you cheat on my daughter you're dead to me right right right. but he openly makes it clear that it is perfectly acceptable I'm in. I'm down. Right, right. If it, I'm in. I'm, I agree with Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Take the money. <laughs> but I love Topanga. We all do. Take the money. <laughs> we all do. Take the money. Yep. Yeah, Corey's stupid ass speech at the end about true love. I'm like, shut the fuck shut up. Shut up, bitch. True yeah. love is great. But you know what also, it doesn't mean, he didn't say you couldn't have it. Exactly. You know, he didn't no say you had to you choose. Oh, he, you literally told him, oh, but I've got a girl on the side. And he says, who doesn't? Come on. Yep. You know, like, he doesn't care. Yeah. Again, a different story if, if he says a million dollars and you can never look at another woman. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, quiet. Then maybe, yeah. You then know, if someone... Some, then there's debate. If someone approached <laughs> me and said, like, a million dollars to marry my daughter and you can never talk to Sarah again. Like, sure. Now we've got something that there's, there's an issue and, mm-hmm. that, and it's not going to be a, a surefire thing. Mm-hmm. But the man says a million dollars to be legally married to my daughter... And but work do whatever for, the and fuck like you want. and work for me. Like I'm bringing you a into my company, job. right? A company that you like and respect, apparently. And I, you can continue to do whatever you want. Go on vacation with Topanga. With Topanga, <sighs> all you gotta do is like vaguely provide a home for this woman. For this too. woman, yeah. With my money, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like you don't have to worry about another thing ever again. Yeah, except maybe work, of course. But now, like, now there, there is a there is a uh, another piece of this that we've not considered, and that what? is uh, her. her <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, fair, fair. What, fair. What's her name? The bride's the bride. The bride's oh, feelings here. Um, I don't remember her name. He said the 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 groom says it. He says I love so and so. Let's call her Joni. It's okay. not it's not Joni, but let's call it's her Joni. Not, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. So we've not we've we've not taken the bride into consideration here at all. Stan has said she'll do whatever I tell her to. So it, it does matter that she's not also backing On the plan. Yeah. <laughs> it does take two to tango. But I think she should Now now if she came over and her dad was like, I wanna give this boy a million dollars to marry you, and she said, Okay. Sounds Bet. good to me. Period. Done. Bet. <laughs> Jesse. 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 Close. Joni was kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesse needs to get behind it too. Yeah, that's for it true. to really be all right. Blocking this, my notes are on it. <laughs> I was about to ask what you learned, but I think you already. Said I think it. I said something about it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> take the money. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah, take the money. Truly. Take the money and run. That's what you learned. Yeah, absolutely. The bridesmaids are so 1999. It hurts. It hurts me. With the like ha- little updo hair and then the neck scarf that goes yeah. over that just like goes here and drapes over the spaghetti strap like yeah. straight across the dress and it's got like this weird digital pattern on it. I love They're the... so um, 1999. All the talk about how beautiful the wedding is. It's, it's a kind of small hall, isn't it? It kind of is. You know? And uh, I guess it... They don't, we don't see a ton of it. So maybe it is a lot more extravagant and beautiful than it appears. It does not appear Anything tremendously special. extravagant. It appears yeah. fairly standard. So... Yeah. I don't know about all that. Uh, Fair. Yeah, I have no idea. Now, I also want to point out, I would have been pretty salty on my wedding day to have fucking strangers yeah. lingering around it. Yeah, and um, I, I guess... 
because he takes such a liking to Corey, he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it feels very much like, wait, how do you know the family? So okay, it's, you it's, need to get the fuck out. Right. It's, I, like, they say, like, it feels weird, and then Twang is like, the wedding planner says it happens all the time. And, like, as far as I'm concerned, if the wedding planner for, the, like, where I'm hosting, like, where we had our wedding, if our venue coordinator had said, like, we have an interested couple, they want to see what the space looks like set mm-hmm. up, would you two be okay with them coming to your wedding and just, like... Just your ceremony. Just the ceremony, too, yeah. Like, just to, you know, see the see the setup and then see the, like, reception setup and not to, like, actually sit and eat and mm-hmm. all Yeah, that you shit. can't, like, be expected to feed these people. Right, right, right. And, exactly. You know, especially like they're if they're not, not... They haven't RSVP'd, like... Yeah. Like, I'm paying per plate. Exactly. Here, okay? Uh, so, yeah, like, if... So, I, I guess that could have been fine if it was like they're just gonna come and sit in the back Mm -hmm. of the ceremony just to see like how the hall gets set up and everything and then they're gonna like dip down see how we set up cocktail hour and Mm -hmm. then leave yeah Um, look at the setting the table settings make sure every like look at the setup of everything right 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 which was never something anyone extended us but i mean there's a pandemic going on so i don't know that's fair um and also i think they're are so many ways that you could do it that when you're walking the space, you can be like, and we want the table over here and this. And like when it's an open room, yeah. like what you guys had, you can really do anything you want with it. Right. I mean, they have lots of pictures of like mm-hmm. different ways it was set up before. It's really yeah. easy to visualize. So, uh, <laughs> so fuck that. Yeah. Um, I actually, if someone had crashed our wedding though, a lot of wedding crashers, I'm at a like, been cool with it. I've been like, respect. Yeah. <laughs> you made it in. Congrats. Good for you. You're vaccinated. You seem right? like a fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I probably would have felt weird. But I mean, on the flip side of that, there were some of Sarah's friends there whom I had never met. Yeah. Um, that happens. And so <laughs> it's entirely possible <laughs> that, like, I assumed someone was Sarah's friend. She assumed someone was my friend. <laughs> and, that's fair. Uh, I, I think that's kind of, that's how people, especially in big weddings, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wedding like crashing. if it's like a 250 person wedding or whatever, like oh, someone ducking under the radar for easily sure. Easily crashed my brother's wedding. Yeah. He had yeah. 280 people. Have you seen Wedding Crashers? No. God, you we talked watch. about Wait, this. Like, I know. You a need week ago. to watch Wedding Crashers. Again, Christmas content until the new year. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's talk about the main plot. The yes. A plot here, um, <laughs> oh my with, god. With Tommy and Eric, did you cry? Yeah. Oh. I sucker. cried. I always. I know. I always cry a little bit when Eric comes out of the room. Like Eric says it, and t- he looks like God. Wilfred is so fucking good. He looks straight into his eyes, and he's just like, "I need you to understand." Like you can see the the longing in his eyes for like, "I need you to understand." I cannot, like, I'm right. not going I'm to not adopt going you. To and then when he you. says, like, why well, don't, like, Tommy puts up a little bit of a fight, he stands up and he's just like, he, it looks like he's going to say something else. And then he just says, I'm not going to adopt you. I think that's a really, it, like, the scene's powerful in a, a lot of ways. Yeah. But I think from a script writing perspective, it really works that they don't have Eric try to explain. No, no. It's perfectly yeah. done. It's perfectly because, done. Because they do indicate earlier the emotional conflict mm-hmm. being something that's keeping Tommy from being adopted. And Eric's like smartly internalizes the fact that he needs to sever this tie. Yes. In order for, in order Tommy, for Tommy to, to be able to go. Well, Otherwise, and, he's going to continue to choose not to go. Yes. So. And even... Even Eric just saying, like, I'm not going to adopt you, but we can still be pen pals. Like, we can talk from California. Tommy's not going to accept it unless Mm -hmm. Eric gives him a reason to say, 
I don't like you anymore. Or yeah. like I don't I don't want to be your friend anymore. Right. Like there's no there's no qualifications mm-hmm. on it. It's strictly like we're we're done and then mm-hmm. we break up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um and because because again, like it's it's smart mm-hmm. in it does like it's not out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. they ex- they express that like Tommy is too emotionally invested in you mm-hmm. to effectively like be adopted. I think the woman who runs the facility handled this very well. You know, I think she handles it pretty well, but I also think she should probably be fired. She probably well, and here's <laughs> the thing: if the if Eric had still come out of that room and been like, "I'm going to adopt him," then I think she needed to put her foot down and be like, "No," mm-hmm. but because it was. She let Eric make the decision himself mm-hmm. because she knew he would come to the right one. Mm-hmm. I think she's been working with kids long enough to know <laughs> so, that Eric, a giant child. More for me, it's this DC, like the Department of Child and Family Services, DCFS, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that she like pulls this family's file and lets Eric read Yeah, it. that's a little So like a big breach of privacy yep. and legal like, issues there. Mm-hmm. Um that I have issues with. That's fair. That's for fair. For big fat Greek wedding over here. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I mean, I enjoy her performance. Yes, I, and you know, she like, does she's, a great job. She does well. Mm-hmm. Um, she should probably be fired. Also, she should probably be fired because, like, I don't know what the deal is with this Big Brother program, but it seems like uh, like Tommy's a library book that Eric can I just know, like check out whenever like, he come... wants or something. Yeah. It seems real open ended. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe there's a schedule and he's like every Saturday from 10 to 5 I get Tommy or whatever. But uh-huh. it really just seems like he's just like. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's very I interesting. I agree. I think also I respect Alan and Amy here. Mm-hmm. Then that they, they, the way that they talk with Eric about it is like this is so much. It's so big. Mm-hmm. But they don't get mad at him. They no, they, like, they don't lose their shit like they did at the modeling thing or mm-hmm, they, they treat don't. him like an adult. And they, and I respect that they view it as like such good intentions mm-hmm. too, you know? Cause like it is, it like is. He, yeah. He loves Tommy and wants to do well. And that is ultimately what brings him to, to do that. Yeah. You know, is, is a, a very hard decision made out of love. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good. It's so good. He yeah. does such a good job. Did you catch when Tommy looks at the camera, though? Yes. Yeah. I did. I also... Um, it's a long shot. They take a really long shot from... Because Eric sits on the... He's on the couch. Yep. And then he gets up and walks over to the room, and Tommy mm-hmm. answers the door. And I think they might... There might be a cut from when he walks into the room, maybe. There's a cut there. They don't follow him through the doorway, I guess. Yeah, it's like a cut into a, the yeah, next like room. A, but mm-hmm. but otherwise, like, there's a very long shot. It is of the two of them in there, and so you get that bit where Tommy looks at the camera. It's like a real brief like glance at a it, little, and I was like, like duh, duh. and you're like, oh, you yeah. just did it. When I look at it too, and I'm like, you know, someone probably noticed, but they were also like, seems about as good as we're gonna get it. Yeah, in, that's in this true. take, I think I don't think we're gonna get it better, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna live with that. And it's also not like he. It's not an intentional break of the fourth wall. It's just like his eyes kind of scanned over it for a second. And so I'm kind of like, he's a kid. Oh, yeah. Just for like sure. let it slide. For sure. That's exactly what I so, think happened yeah, yeah. here. They were like, yeah, you know, it, we got this kid like three so hours well, a day so. here. Yeah, exactly. yeah truly. <laughs> and uh, this is a real emotional scene. Will did his shit in it. So we got to just did. take that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. I also, the, this is always something I've gotten a kick out of is the prop. 
that Tommy's holding the, the all of his stuff. All of his stuff. Yeah, he's and got like a fire truck and like he's a, holding all of his stuff, right? That has been clearly it's one prop. Yes, that the prop department has put together and it's all They're together. Like, glue so it, that, glue it. Like it's all together. That yep. it's like a box. <laughs> that fire truck would have definitely rolled yeah, off yeah, yeah. of that. Like, Which I think it's so funny when Eric takes it away from him. It's like it becomes. It's so clear. I'm like. It's, I don't know, but I love it. Unit. I love the prop, but yeah, yeah it's decidedly one piece. Yep. It's not a stack of things. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because could you imagine how many retakes they probably would have to do if Eric takes the box from Tommy and like the thing slides off and then the radio falls right, right, off right. And whatever. <laughs> so they're just like, it's not worth it. Just glue it all together. Put it all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hugsy is back for all my friends, fans out there. This is the third appearance of Hugsy the Penguin. Oh, he's also in the I know. Home. I know we've talked about this before, but I was like, "Who the fuck is Hugs?" <laughs> yeah, he was in. I'm not a Friends fan. He was so. behind Eric, and then he is in the yeah. He's in the student union, the and orphanage. now he is in the orphanage. So there you go. Hugsy doesn't know. Hugsy is also an orphan. <laughs> oh no! Oh poor Hugsy. What but I, yeah, those what are. I, Oh, oh, I have a, I have another note, but continue on. I was just going to say, I think they make, what you know, like Tommy making the case that he's the oldest kid at the orphanage, I think is like a strong point too, because that's like a real ass thing in that like there's this uh, common commonality in adoption where people want to adopt babies or adopt mm-hmm. like toddlers. Littles, yeah. No one wants to adopt six-year-olds. Six-year-olds. Yeah. Real, well, not no one, but it's far it's, less yeah, frequent. Yeah, it's far less frequent. You know, and same thing with like, it's kind of gross but it's the same thing that happens with dogs Pets, yeah it's like oh i want a puppy i yep. want a baby I want a kitten. it's like well there's yeah. like this six-year-old could really use because you, you want to like raise it the way that you want it to yeah, be raised yeah, yeah. you don't want to have to undo any i mean it only habits. gets like harder too like the older a child gets in exactly an orphanage, it just every year is like mm-hmm. less and less likely and, and mm-hmm. more difficult for that child to like yeah. get the attention of a potential adoptive family mm-hmm. um so like there's a real tragic ass story there yes. with the fact that, you know, Tommy's like, I'm the oldest kid here. And yeah. So like, you know, really the fact that this family wants to adopt him is like a miracle in so many ways. Yeah. So, um, oh, so sad. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate too, that they, they address this like, well, why is this Californian family adopting a child from a fucking orphanage in Philadelphia? Yes. And it's like, well, they clearly it. can't have their own children or don't want to either way. They clearly don't have the means or choice to have their own children. Mm-hmm. So, but they want children yeah. and have lived here and adopted a child from this orphanage before. Mm-hmm. And then they moved afterwards. And so, yeah, you know, so like I, yeah. I, I that all tracks. It all me. does track, which is that. of course why we had to open the file and whatever the fuck. I understand like, yes, she probably should be fired, but yeah, it definitely yeah, yeah. had it all, to happen for the plot. It all tracks. It's fine. Yeah. It's all it's just like <laughs> legally it, <laughs> having been around some DCFS legal, you know, stuff. I'm like, you can't do that shit. Yeah, definitely not. Also, Corey says that Feeney, which is kind of funny, like a self-actualization type of moment, but Corey's like, well, he's my kindergarten teacher. Actually, he's been my teacher for every, every grade. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I can't tell if he's, he's definitely not serious about like the every grade, I'm sure. But did Feeney, was he the kindergarten teacher? Corey's kindergarten teacher, do you think? I can't imagine Feeney teaching kindergarten. I can't either, but there was like a, there was another episode... I don't remember what age they talked about. Well, I think they talked the, about them being like It's six when Feeney's their teacher and, and they're talking he about... They're, they're going to get married. Yeah. yeah, where Sean's the punk and whatever. And they're like six or seven. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's not that they haven't referenced it before. I just... 
can't quite imagine Feeney teaching, teaching anyone younger than like sixth graders, yeah. really, you know? Yeah, I agree. I can't believe he wasn't always, always a at high a school collegiate level or, or a high college school. professor. Yeah. Yeah. It would, you know, we love that, that he, they bring him along for the ride the yeah. whole time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I also can't imagine the man that the, what's his name? The husband, the groom in this episode. I really can't imagine him in a kindergarten classroom very well either. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe if he puts on a nice little sweater vest and a maybe he has like shirt and yeah, like a kid. He's just so tall. <laughs> I know that sounds. God forbid. No, people no, being tall no. In listen, kindergarten hang on. Just... I know that sounds wild, but he's such a tall ass man. It's almost an intimidation. It is intimidating yeah. to small children to be around someone that tall. Like that's fair. That's why Disney large, princesses can yeah. only be five six. Right. Large adults intimidate small children. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm also intimidated by large adults. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so and I just, I do wonder, I'm like, I think a lot of five-year-olds would find you extremely intimidating because mm-hmm. like you are several feet taller yeah. than them. Like there is something to be said about the stereotypical kindergarten teacher being like a five foot tall woman yeah. and that she is decidedly more On approachable from you know from a five-year-old's perspective well and they always talk to us about i remember when i coached kids soccer they always talk to us about getting on the kids level yeah yeah you gotta whenever you're having a conversation and that poor man he's got so far to climb so far to go (laughs) so so far down take a knee or like crouch or anything like that to get on the kids level he's got like so i'll really get down there i know maybe he's just got like really nice toned legs i guess looks like a bicyclist he does yeah. i was just thinking not that. like a hobbyist a either like he looks like the kind of man who like bikes 15 miles on the reg for exercise mm-hmm. he like has biking shorts and like she uh, looks special like, goggles and everything she yeah. looks like she could throw on some spandex and get down with a little running yeah too. she looks she like definitely a runner looks like a runner she's fit yeah they're probably like those try that triathlon couple oh yeah hate that yeah hate that yeah anyway <sighs> those are all my notes all right it was a pretty straightforward episode because everyone knows at this point how I feel about Eric. So they all knew I would be fangirling over this episode. It's true. I love um, it. It's great. I feel like we've gotten a couple where Corey has just, even if I enjoyed parts or elements of it, the past like three episodes, I've just hated Corey right. so much that it's hard it's to work through that haze to see anything else. But this one, I don't, it's fine. So, I, you're, so your MVP is going to be Eric, right? I know. Yeah, that. of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Course. What if I had to be contrary so my MVP was Stan? <laughs> 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 just for just for shits and gigs. Um, I mean, God bless. You also said Ubaldo. You said the car dealer. At I know. One point. Part of like, me wants to just to keep, keep things mixed up because, like, in my heart, it's sure, all relative. In my heart, I guess it's Eric, but yeah, I but think, also Stan. I think on the record, I might you might give it to Stan. Yeah, that's um, fair. Just for the performance. Oh, it's so good. You know, like not even because he he does the work. Just the performance just here. Just the performance. Yeah. Wow. I just really love his performance. He's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Just the, the way he like, negotiation. Yeah. We're negotiating. I've got, a, I've got a girl over there on, on the side. Hey, who does it? Come on. <laughs> like, God damn it. He's so fucking fast and funny. Yeah. Uh, he's good. I'll give you $20 to get the hell out of my face. Done. Boom. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, God, he's so funny. I want him to just like own and operate like a bodega on the corner and fucking like 
I don't know, in, in like Whitestone or something. I um, looked up this man, like the actor. I forget his name, but he's had an extensive career too. Yeah, I mean, he's he's great. Yeah, he's of course. done a bunch he's, of stuff. Of course, he gets work because he's Because he's great. amazing, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the guest stars where I feel a lot of times it was like the high school girls we would get them and they would come in and they would be okay or they would be bad or right. whatever not but great actors yeah the this is the first guest star that i think i'm like so on board oh with. fucking love him slaps yeah. never misses a beat yeah that's not <laughs> recurring i will say because like adam scott of course and right. you know but like yeah yeah it's great one off awesome. oh my favorite my probably my favorite one-off guest star yeah mm-hmm. so funny just the way, I just love the way he clips. Yep. The way he responds to everything. He's buying my baby your Volvo yep. and keeping her he safe. Oh it. god, it's so funny. He just eats that shit up. And it's so funny because when we were going along Corey's middle school and beginning high school journey, of course, he was always deemed the safe one. He uh-huh. was the one that the parents wanted around. And now it's working in his favor. Million dollars. <laughs> and he doesn't even take it advantage of it fucking idiot i swear to god Corey's an idiot take the money and you know what's not he never says to topanga this man wants to give me a million i know he didn't even give her a chance to like to to give her two cents on the matter let's ask her what she thinks because you know then maybe she stands up and gives some dumbass speech about true love shut the fuck up take the money (laughs) jeez true love doesn't buy you a house true love doesn't heat your house (laughs) Not True wrong. love doesn't put food on the table. You're not <laughs> wrong. I'm just saying. So it's a curmudgeon thing to say. I know. <laughs> We're like the most anti-romantic people. Uh, oh my God. It, I mean, it's true. I, every time in this episode, Sarah and I watched both these episodes together. And but by both, I mean the one that we're talking about now mm-hmm. and last week's episode mm-hmm. um, where, where Joshua is in the hospital still. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of like true love talk. In between both these episodes, between Corey and Topanga, and Sarah was just like, ugh, shut, shut up. up, I hate you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And to me, by the way. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, What is it? When Topanga or Corey says, like, I remember everything you've ever said, and this is in the previous episode. Yeah. About worms. Worms made dirt. Ugh. Or God made dirt. God made dirt. And she's like, why do you even remember that? And he says, I remember everything you've ever said to me because it mattered. And Sarah looked at me and was like, I don't remember shit you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's because honestly, the everyone frames it as like Corey and Topanga, oh my god, and they are such a fan of their relationship, and they think that is true love, and it's theirs is not. It's not. It is a high school love. Is, yep. It's just such a. It's such a. <laughs> For all you sixteen-year-olds that think you're in love, shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> It's not the first time I've been mean to you. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to any of seasons one through four. Yeah, if you're still listening to this and I've really bullied your high school relationship, I'm yeah. like a little sorry, but also like in a couple of years, I hope you look back and realize that I did you a favor. <laughs> Maybe. Skylar's going to get in trouble and have to eat crow in potentially a couple of weeks. So that's fine. Did you say eat crow? Eat crow. You've never heard that before? No, what the hell does that really? mean? Really? What does eat crow? It means basically paying for what you said or did. I have never heard that expression. Really? Yeah, I've heard like eat my words. That too. Okay, so anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we haven't finished this episode. No. Um, did we, we did everything though. We're pretty, we're done. <laughs> oh, did we? Yeah, we just haven't signed off. <laughs> you can find us on things.
things. We're on Instagram at the Phoenix Call Podcast. Uh, Twitter and Facebook at Phoenix Call. Send us an email, Podcast at Gmail. And leave us a voicemail if you want to be on the show. Have a happy new year, everybody. Have a happy new Here's year. Here's hoping it's better than this year. Yes, so. please. God. Um, only going up from here, right? So that's what I thought in 2020. And then 2021 happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, we yeah. started 2021 with the violent insurrection, so yep, yeah, um, really kicked us off. I guess we did end better than we started. Hmm, Interesting. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Well, I hope your 2022 is better. Some the other day, Chris Jawa was uh, hanging out. And he he said we're talking about just New Year's, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, man." The 2020s have been the craziest decade of my life, and mm-hmm. we've only done two years of it. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to turn 30 during the 2020s, so I really want to, like, I don't know, have my shit at least a little together. Nah, that would be cool. You're going to get that good Saturn's return and be in a weird space. Right? And that's a 30, right? Yeah, Saturn, that's that like called? 27, between 27 and 30. Oh. Okay. Which is where I am So you're right already now. there. That's where Sarah is. I mean, her, she turned 27 last night. She's pretty upset about it. I'm pretty upset about it. <laughs> Although I will say I've got five more months and then I'm out of the 27 club range. So if I die, I'll just be stupid and dead. Is that <laughs> dying? But if you die at 27 or younger, you're 27 club is like a lot of famous celebrities died at 27. Uh, uh, mostly from overdoses, right. but some just because of like freak accidents. Yeah. Like Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, Okay. They okay. all died at 27. There's like a long list of celebrities. Got it. So if you don't die, famously. if you die, if you make it past 27, then... Now you're just dead. Now you're just dead. Ah, you're not in a club at all. all right. I well, will not be greeted by Kurt Cobain nope. when I get to the alternate dimension. With that, everybody, <laughs> happy new year. And uh, thanks for listening. And as always, class dismissed.